Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want to pick up where we left off on Life City Series, and we're talking about spirit-filled life, or life in the spirit. Life in the spirit, and I want you to get these fundamental teachings. If you listen to these teachings, it will change your life forever. Amen? Life in the spirit. Amen? Several scriptures we're going to go with. Let us begin in 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, and we're going to go to verse 18. 2 Peter 3, 18. The Bible says that, but grow in grace. Somebody say grow. Look at your neighbor, tell them grow up. Look at you, you looked at the wrong neighbor. The one, the one you looked at is the childish one. If they looked at you, you know they're saying something. So look at the other neighbor, tell them, grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Grow in the in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Spiritual living is equated to spiritual growth. Jesus, when he came to the earth, he said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again. Then the Bible says that that being born again means you are first born of the will of the flesh. John 1, 13. Go there with me. Do you love the scripture? John 1, 13. Thank you, Jesus. John 1, 13. We're going to go back and forth in John 1, uh, but let's start at 13. John 1.13, the Bible says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, and align the word will. Your birth is of a will, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld the glory of the only and begotten Father, full of grace. So the Bible says there is a birth that is of the will of man. Then there is a birth which is of the will of God. Whether, whether you know who your father is or your mother is, whether you were raised by your parents or not, there was something that happened for you to be born. You understand? 
And that was the will of the flesh for us to be born. And for you to be born again, for you to be saved, something happened. How many of you chose to be born in the flesh? How many of you went to your father and said, hey, my mother is cute. Go do something. Go do something somewhere. Did anybody choose? No. The natural prophesies the spiritual. The day you got saved, how many of you chose the day you were saved? No. No. You accepted. You accept Christ. He chooses you, you don't choose him. How many of you would have chosen you? No, seriously. How many of you would have chosen you? No. No. There was no election in heaven. It was God who said, I want her. And he chose because he's God. The natural prophesies the spiritual. You understand? Everything is prophetic. So if you did not choose your birthday, you did not choose to be born. The Bible says actually that you did not choose me. God says to us, I chose you. You did not even know where to find God. It is the spirit of God that revealed him to you. Now, my question to you is this. How many of you, if you wanted, and, and please, actually, no one lift your hand. Think about what I'm saying. If you wanted to kill yourself, you can do it, right? We can. But that is only after we've been born. And if you wanted to backslide and not be saved anymore, it's your choice. But you being saved is God's choice. He chose us all. So can we put our hands together and thank God that we've been chosen? Yeah. That should make you relax. That should make you happy that I didn't choose myself. It's God who chose this whole mess. Like he chose this whole mess. So when you were born again, something happened. There was the you who was born of the flesh. Then now there came you who was born of the spirit. And the spirit of the Lord entered your life and bore witness with your spirit. And the Bible says what is born of the flesh is flesh. And what is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. Write that down. And what is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, my next question to you. How many of you have grown up since you were born? How many of you have grown up? You were once a baby. Then you became a small girl. Then you became a lady and life went on, right? Growth in the natural prophesies the need for growth in the spiritual. 
The same way you grow in the natural, you grow in the spiritual. You understand? There are many preachers today who are pastoring, but they're still babies. There are many people who have been saved for long, I will show you in scripture, and are still babies. When you look at spiritual growth, you don't look at spiritual growth in the same range as physical growth. Spiritual growth is maturity in the same way that physical growth is development. Do you know somebody can develop physically but their mind is still of a baby? And that is a problem, right? You're growing physically but your mind is of a baby. The same way in the spirit People could be going on with their Christian life and memorizing many scriptures, but they're still babies. And that is determined by who your parents were. There are people who will let you stay a baby Christian. And there are some who will tell you, you know better than this. Straighten up. I'll show you in scripture. How many of you want to see it in scripture? Yeah, yeah. You know me, I can go back on vacation and stay if you don't want to hear. But I know you want to hear. Tell your neighbor, listen. Me, I want to hear. Tell him, listen. So let's talk about that word growing. Growing, right? Growing. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. First Peter 2, 2. Are you ready to move a little bit faster? First Peter 2, 2. As newborn babies... Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. As newborn babies. So he's talking in 1 Peter to the church. He said, you as Christians can be as a baby. And you've got to examine yourself and determine what stage am I in, in my Christian development. And the Bible says, as newborn babies, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word. The same way babies in the natural take milk and they desire it, a newborn Christian desires that milk of the word. Go with me to... Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Ephesians 4, 14. So we have seen, how many of you have seen that being a, a newborn baby is biblical? You can be a baby in Christ. Let me see by a show of hands. Those of you online, let me see. How many of you can see that? And I want you to examine yourself. So we said in the natural, you can be a baby, you can be a small girl, you can be a lady, you can be a woman, you can be a mother, you can be a grandmother. Right? I'm showing you that in the spiritual, it's the same. And the one thing that makes the difference is your obedience to the will of God. How many of you, when you were babies, how many of you know a baby? How many of you know of a baby? Yeah. Does a baby obey the parents? A suckling, when you tell a suckling, go to sleep, did they obey you? But did they desire the milk? 
But did they obey you? When you said, stay asleep, don't wake me up at night. No. Baby Christians love, they love the church, they love coming to church, but ask them to do something. They will not do it. But they love the church, they love the word. Pastor, you preaching good. But let me try to correct you. You will manifest your baby. Baby Christians. Love the word. Love the, and it's okay. How many of you are once a baby Christian? Yeah, it's okay. Look around. Yeah. It's okay. How many of you are still joking? But you, you love the word, you love the teaching, you love God, but to get you to sacrifice is like telling that small baby to go to sleep and do something. It, it, tell your neighbor, it doesn't work. It's baby Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Pouting Christians. Okay. Ephesians 4.14, are you there? Are you writing these scriptures? That we re let's read it together. One, two, three. Let's read. Okay. So baby Christians will not move. Baby Christians will. You'll tell them to do something they will not do. But the Bible says that we henceforth be no more children. How many of you know a child is not a baby? A child, Jesus was a child at 12. The child went into the temple, right? He was a child. But a child is not a baby. But a child... How many of you know children, a child, is very gullible? Do you know what I mean? Someone give me another word for gullible. Naive. Easily manipulated. So there are many Christians who think they are, I'm no longer a baby Christian, but now you're still at child status. So you're looking at other new Christians and saying, I'm not like them. But the difference between you and them is clear in scripture. The Bible says a childish believer is one who is what, church? Let's read it together. Uh, who's what? What's that word with a T? Tossed. To and fro. This way today, tomorrow this way. Your moods are up, you're happy. Your moods are down, you're the worst kind of Asha we could have. Tossed to and fro by moods. You do whatever you feel. There is no fulcrum, there is no foundation, there is no structure because we are children. The other day I told Zion, son, it's one o'clock and you're sleeping. Not in my house. Get up and clean up. He says, Dad, stop being a Karen. I told him, what is a Karen? Yeah. When I researched it, I was like, 
Mama, get your kids, because I'm about to set it off. And my son told me, I just want to do what I want to do today. I said, you're going to do what you want to do when this room is clean? You're going to do what you want to do when your grades are where they need to be? He's smart, though. That's what he has against us sometimes. Because these smart kids, man, they... Anyway. And I told him, you're going to do what you want to do when you pay rent in this house. But until then, get up and clean your room. Until then, get up and help me with these dishes. Yeah. Children are easily... Do you know you can go with a child to the mall and somebody takes a lollipop and tells your child, come get. A baby won't go because baby will cling to mom. The child will be like, candy, sweets. And a lot of Christians are ch stuck in childish stage because you're easily manipulated. You're a lady in the church and your life is going well. You're following God. You're growing until some man comes to church. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it. And, and they come. They stand here. They look very spiritual. They look, how many of you know they look real spiritual? And you think, Lord, you've answered all my prayers from Genesis to Revelation. You've answered, the, how many of you are bearing witness with me? You've answered all my prayers. And God forbid you marry them. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst. You'll be living with a child. I've always said it's easier to break a relationship than it is to break an engagement. It's harder to break an engagement than it is to break a marriage. It's, sorry, a separation. It's harder to break a separation than it is to break a marriage. But how many of you know sometimes it has to be done? For your, for your faith to stand, you have to just take it and say, let, let it fall where it falls. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. And I condemn nobody, you understand. I condemn no one. But my point to you is this. Childish Christianity is you're moved to and fro. To and fro. One day, we had a prophet come into Kenya to preach. And the prophet was preaching very powerfully. And he called one of my assistant pastors and began to prophesy, fire, fire, and said to them, you have served faithfully. And now God is raising you up to your own ministry. And he's giving you your own thing. Get ready to run with your own thing. I knew he wasn't ready. but he was receiving doctrine. And there are some of us who receive small parking lot prophecies and you quit the church. You get taken out of your growth or maturity by other immature childish believers. So he was prophesied to, laid hands on, he fell. 
And when he woke up, I didn't say anything, you know, me, I smile. I didn't say anything. And then he comes to me and says, Rev, what did you think about that prophecy? I don't know, what did you think? And he says, Rev, I fell on the floor to avoid laughing at the prophet. The reason I was on the floor, because Rev, you and I know you're my father. If anyone is going to tell me that I'm ready, it will not be a stranger. It's going to be my father who will call me out and tell me I'm ready. That is when I knew he's mature beyond false doctrine. Quit listening to this YouTube and Facebook preachers who've not raised you in the ways of God. They know nothing about your spiritual maturity. You're acting like a child who goes to the neighbor and begins to say the neighbor's mother is better than the mother who pushed you out of the belly, who breastfed you, who woke up with you in the middle of the night. It's high time that we mature and become believers who are grounded and rooted in God. Somebody say I'm maturing in God. I'm no longer pushed by all kinds of doctrine. I take root downwards. I take root downwards and bear fruit upwards. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Any child who leaves their home at an early age is going to be affected whether they like it or not. Even if you go to the best parents, just because they did not struggle with you while you were a baby, going to affect you. One day, we had some people come to church, you know, and I called the pastor and said, you know, hey, this person is your member. Can you please keep your sheep in your fold? I keep mine in mine. You know, these are things I do that people don't know. And he said, oh, you're Pastor Evans. Thank God for all the good work you're doing. I have 10 other ones that I can send your way. But this one, I ain't taking back. Yeah, true story. They said, I have a list of other ones. And he said, I have tried to correct them and to raise them. And they've never listened to me. I pray they listen to you. And of course, as time has it, people come and they, when, when you raise a standard and expect something out of them, that's when the childishness shows the Bible says, tossed to and fro. The definition of childish Christian, spiritual maturity as a child is your tossed to and fro. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. Now let's talk about doctrine. Paul told the church that you know my doctrine. Paul told the church, you know my doctrine. Preachers who are children in the spirit 
They believe whatever is hard to believe. Let me explain. If you have been listening to me for a while and I've fathered you in the spirit and raised you, you know my doctrine. The Bible says, the sheep know my voice and no other voice will they follow. There are people who will hear something, someone says, pastor said it. They say, that ain't even him. It ain't even like, you must have misunderstood. You better go back and ask. It's like, that ain't even, that ain't even my daddy. Yeah. Because you have heard for yourself. You have seen for yourself. But let me explain, moved by every kind of doctrine. You preach divine healing until pandemic hits. Then now you're moved by the wind of culture. Or you preach racial reconciliation and show that you're for racial reconciliation until Black Lives Matter and Ku Klux Klan are fighting. Then now you choose a side based on which one will get me more popularity. It shows you are a baby Christian. There are many preachers who lost members because of how they handled this wind that the world has gone through. If anything, it should be an awakening that I am not where I thought I was. And for members, you should now know what you sit under. I'm not telling anyone to leave a church. What I'm saying is, you need to realize that the, the anointing of the house needs to mature or grow in certain things, and you need to pray for them. Because you cannot just be preaching one thing and believing another. That is a Pharisee spirit. You cannot let culture dictate your doctrine. Your doctrine dictates to the culture, not the other way around. Are we together? Now, for you to do the work of ministry well, you need wisdom. And wisdom only comes by spiritual maturity. I'd show you the scripture, but we have to cover some different scriptures for the sake of time. The Bible says wisdom is with the aged, the book of Job. So the more you're maturing, the wiser you get. The more you begin to see, hey, last year I fell for Bill. You know, Bill was good. He was saved. And Bill started tripping. And he got me messed up. He got me out on a date and messed me up. I ain't falling twice. That is maturity. You mess me up once, count it to grace. But the second time, it ain't going to happen again. The Bible says when you continue to sin, continue to the same thing, what you're doing is you're taking the hand of Jesus and putting it back on the cross again. People who continue to do the same thing are, they, they may act like they are sensitive to the work of the cross, but they don't care. 
They don't care. They care about themselves. But the Bible says you crucify Christ again. You keep falling for the same cycles, the same mistakes. God told you, I love you. Deal with this thing. I want you to get away from this thing. And you keep going. Into the, it's a childish. How many of you have ever been hurt by your children? I'm talking about children. More than once on the same thing. Yeah. How many of you know that a ch when a child is no longer a child, the Bible says when you are a child, you thought like a child. Ch children don't care. They care about self. It is about self-gratification. Self-gratification. Righteous in their own eyes. It's about what I want. I'll do everything I can to fulfill what I want. But maturity says there's a bigger picture. Moved around by every kind of doctrine. There it is, Job 12, 12, thank you. With the ancient is wisdom. And wisdom is proven by her children. That's another scripture. You know wisdom when you come into this building and see that the lights are still on, that things, you know, this, this church does not run itself. It's wisdom. You know wisdom when you see that things are moving. Wisdom is proven by her children. It's not by me giving you big words. You understand? It's by her children. Are you in the house? Are you still here? Put your hands together for Jesus. Look at that. He's a glutton and a wine bibbler, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. People will say many things, talk all kind of things, but wisdom is proven. Stand up. Yes, stand up. These this four people here. Stand up, Mary. Stand up. This is proof of the wisdom that flows from this pulpit. When we connected these gifts, we're not even where they are right now. They're not the level they are. This, this is, to me, this is proof of wisdom. That they are sitting in the front taking notes. Hey, has it always been like that? Shanora, has it always been like that? Have you always been at the front taking notes? No. No. Has it always been like that? No. Has it always been like that? No. Mary, many years. Many years of a relationship and changed. So wisdom, thank you, thank you. I honor all of you. When you look at your life and see that you're not where you were this time last year, wisdom is being, is working. How many of you can say wisdom is working in me? Wisdom is working. I'm not pastor. I can genuinely say I'm not where I was this time last year. I was hiding in my closet. I was afraid, pastor. But now I'm in more faith, more power, more victory than ever before. Receive double wisdom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Sit down, sit down. Wisdom is received. Wisdom is received. So... So we've said that you can be a spiritual babe, you can be a spiritual child, and 
Spiritual children are moved by all winds of doctrine. They are easily cheated. Cunning, here is candy, come get it. They throw strings at you and you fall for it. It's like, how many times are you going to keep hitting your head? Child, you understand? Let us keep, make this point down. If you keep going in cycles, cycles of broken relationships, cycles of the same mistakes, falling in love but it never works out, same, how many of you know what I mean by cycles? If you keep going around the same cycle, God is trying to tell you to mature in that area. The word to and fro represents cycles. Come, Jordan. Quickly, you move so slowly and you're young. Go back. Come back. Go back. Come back. Go back. Come back. Go back. To and fro. To and fro. But the day Jordan matures enough and says, I'm not going back. I've gotten this far. Come on. I've gotten this far. And I ain't going back. I'm climbing. I'm climbing. I'm climbing. That is maturity. He has left the child stage. I declare to you your living child stage today in Jesus' mighty name. By the power of the Holy Ghost, lift up your hands and declare it right now that you're no longer going to be deceived. You're no longer going to be deceived and pulled around by all winds of doctrine. Let the heavens hear your voice. Come on. In the mighty name of Jesus, those of you watching online, that you're no longer going to be deceived from this moment. From this moment, no more deception. No more, no more deception in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I need to pray this specifically. The Bible says there is a curse of deception in cycles. It's a curse. The Bible says he has sent you a deceiver because of lack of fellowship with God. Today I declare that every deceptive spirit that has been sent your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, save your people from foolish mistakes. Save your people from not seeing the deceiver. Save us, my God, from unrighteous deceptions. Lord, open our eyes wide according to Ephesians chapter 6 that we will not be deceived in Jesus' name. Put your hands together and bless him. Write this down. Those deceptions, deceptions, spiritual deceptions come to Christians who have stayed in baby stage for too long. They are blinded by God. The Bible says, I have given them up to their lusts. So what happens is, God keeps trying to tell you to live right, to do the right thing, and you don't do it, he says, I give you up. Give you up. How many of you remember when I preached that God's heart was broken 
And he said, man's ways were always wicked. Give up. Have your way. Have your way. When God gives up. God does that to Christians who, the Bible says, he will not always keep. He's telling you over and over. He just says, ah, now, you want to go, 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 go have your way. God gave up on, Mo on Moses when he said, I will send an angel with you, but I will not go. Moses said, it ain't going that way. If your presence does not go with me, I ain't going nowhere. We are going to sit here and die here. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So the Bible says he gives them up. Amen? So deceptions, you must always pray against deceptions. The children of Israel were sent to be slaves. And the Bible says their eyes, they were deceived. And they worshipped other gods. You must pray against deceptions because that's where many Christians backslide. Ah, deception, write this down, deception is the absence of conviction. Deception is the absence of conviction. In other words, you're doing something and you think you're right. Nothing in you is telling you you're wrong. And actually the thing you're doing is actually destroying you. Deception is what, church? The absence of what, church? Conviction. The absence of conviction is deception. Are you in the house? Yes, sir. Hebrews 5, chapter 13. Hebrews 5, 13. Mm. Actually, go to verse 12. Hebrews 5, 12. For when, for the time... Ye ought to be teachers. Ye have need that one teaches you. Again, mark that word again. Which be the first principles of the oracles of God. He's saying you should be the ones who are teaching. But now you want to go back to the principles. In other words, you've been saved for too long. You've heard this before. But you want to go back to principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk. In other words, you became a child. And then the child went back to the nyonyo. Do you have nyonyos in America? Yeah. Yeah. Went back to the pacifier and back to milk. Imagine a 14-year-old going to their mother saying, remove your breast and let me, let me sneak a sip. I miss this thing. How many of you will think you, with your 14 years old son, man, right, that you've been watching And if you're letting your 14-year-old come to the altar, you and, he, and him, we pray for both of you. But a 14-year-old going back to the breast, that's what this scripture is talking about. 
that you are supposed to now be teaching your smaller brothers. You're supposed to be so far along as mature as a believer. But you've, you, you, you're making me have to go back to the principal things. You got to teach Christians again not to gossip. It's like, how are you going to teach out of the mouth? And how am I going to get you to become a prophet if I can't even get you to keep your mouth shut? Like, how am I even going to make you become a prayer warrior if I can't even stop you from gossiping? How am I going to even teach you about being a church mother if you can't even keep your own legs closed? How are you ever going to become an elder, a man of the, a deacon, a senior person in the church if every girl who joins the choir we have to watch you like a hyena. <laughs> or what is that animal? There's an animal that's been eating my trash. A raccoon. We have to watch you like a raccoon. You eat all the trash in the church. And you think you're spiritual. With your shakamaboshandai and brobababare. And trying to tell me how to pastor. Shut up and grow up first. Shut up and grow up first. Yeah. 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 Fast, fast, fast. Let's, let's talk about growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give somebody a department. Say, hey, please raise this, these three people, these four little sheep. Can you take care of them for me? And not destroy the sheep. Then all of a sudden, your little group has become the most problematic. And when you seek where the problem comes from, is the leader. And you even lose three. three. You lose three. You lose one, two, three. You lose three members. And now you come to me and say, Pastor, you're not appreciating my gifts, so I'm going to another church. Because you're not giving me more responsibility. The last three that I gave you, the Bible says if you're trusted with a little, if you're faithful with a little, you can be trusted with much. The last three, I can't even find them. I am now playing rescue. Do you know I have a list of church members I pray for? Because they have been deceived and offended. It, it doesn't happen much, but actually, I haven't added to that list in a while. Yeah. But as, as a shepherd, I must pray this prayer. Can I tell you? Don't tell anyone I pray this prayer. I pray my sheep know my voice. And the voice of the stranger, they will not follow. I cancel the voice of the stranger. They know my voice. They know my voice. Do you know, I, 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 I can not see someone for a while, but the one moment I see them and say hello, every issue that they had is broken. That's the power of voice. Are you understanding what I mean? That, that is why it's important to be mature. Because 
We need to grow from milk and not always going backwards. That is backsliding, going back to milk. If you gave a 14-year-old milk alone, are they going to be healthy? No. They're going to have problems. <laughs> Big stomach problems. But there are many Christians who, the Bible says after this state, you now begin to have itching ears. Baby Christians have itching ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. They want to mature. I deliver you from baby and childish Christianity. In Jesus' name. And not of strong meat. Let's go to verse 13. Are you in the house? Verse 13. How many of you are, are living in the spirit? You're maturing. Verse 13. For everyone that uses milk is unskinful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are what? That are what, church? Full. That's where we're going to stop tonight. Full age means age of maturity. Fortunately for me, majority of my leaders I don't have to worry about. Because most of them are full of age. Full of age. And the ones who are not, I know. And I'm a good, good father. I raise children well. Gracefully. And hard. Hard. Hard raising. Hard raising. It's not easy. Hard raising. Believe me. Believe me. Sister Deborah praying like that. It wasn't easy. Time she calls and says, I'm intimidated. Tell her, be quiet. Get on that pulpit and pray. Yeah, it's okay. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. You call me and ask me questions. I tell you, I don't know. You're the leader. Do it. Hard. Raising. That's how you remove milk. Milk. It's drinking milk when you want me to solve all your problems. You're coming to daddy for milk. No more. No more. Grow up. Grow up. How many of you are saying I'm moving to meet in the mighty name of Jesus Christ? The mighty name of Jesus. Let us wind up. The Bible says, strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. I declare you are of full age in the mighty name of Jesus. Your full age, lift up your hands. I declare you're mature. Your full age. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hands down for a minute. Even those who by reason of use have their senses. Their senses is your spiritual IQ, your spiritual senses. There are people who are so mature that their senses are exercised to do what uh, uh, to do what what did we say a child does what did we say a child does a child gets what deceived a child gets deceived deceived a mature person will see something from far and they will design they'll design They'll design. 
and say, hey, here something ain't right. Discernment is for maturity. Design. Design. When you look and say, hey, hold up. I've been here before. When, when you look and say, no, 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 I know better. When you look and say, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do this thing, but I've, 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 I've come, my senses, my senses tell me something ain't right here. Do you know a fool ignores their senses? You sense, how many of you when you were children, you sense danger, but the sensing of danger is actually motivation to go do that thing. But when you're mature, you sense, uh -uh. my senses are exercised. I've been around this circle before. I've been through this gym before. I've been here before. And I ain't going down. I, I, how many of you have been exercised? How many of you, life, life has taken you to the gym and you've been exercised? You've been exercised in relationship. You've been exercised in church. You've been exercised in the things of God. And you're wiser now. You're stronger now. You're more mature now. Jesus name. Spiritual maturity is not about age. I am not talking to older people. Jesus was at 30 when he became full of age. 30 year old Jesus was the most mature Christian who's ever lived. It's not about age. John the Baptist was 24 to 28 years old. How many of you think John the Baptist was too young to be a preacher? Ah. 24 to 28. Most of the disciples were in their teenage and early 20s. Spiritual maturity is not about age. Can I tell you something? There are people who've been in the church forever and never caught the spirit of the church. And there are people who've been in the church for months and get it. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. The only thing that takes a while to get is the other, this, this, this member is crazy, this one is good. That takes eight years to figure out between the nuts and the, and the, and the raisins and the good candies. Because everyone in church looks holy. So it takes you eight years. It should not. It should not. But you know in this church, in any church, everyone once in a while looks like they are mature. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.